was AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. This is your SmackDown post show for May 20th, 2022. I am your host, JD from New York, as always. Coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday nights, wherever you may be. My goodness, man. My goodness, man, what is going on in WWE, man? It's like a fucking comedy show over here. Not only is SmackDown a comedy show, but WWE is just a comedy show in general. They went out there tonight and basically had Michael Cole tell the world that Sasha Banks and Naomi were a disappointment. That millions upon millions upon millions of fans looked at them as disappointments because they, they did not defend the ever so prestigious women's tag team championships, man. Oh my goodness, man. I, I got I got Brian XL. Brian XL was even texting me, man. The boss over at House of Glory, man. Asking about Sasha. I'm going to go over it all right now, right at the top, man. We're going to get right into it, and then we'll get into SmackDown. I know a lot of you people are probably coming over here because of the way I titled the video. Some of you, half of you probably, don't even watch WWE on Friday night. Sasha Banks and Naomi are indefinitely suspended from WWE. They were stripped of the Women's Tag Team Championships. <laughs> As if they mean anything, man. Like, who gives a shit? Nobody gives a shit about those titles. They give me a break. Stripped of the women's tag team championships. And apparently, according to reports, I don't know if this is legit. I really don't. I know that Sasha had signed a contract extension with WWE, but I do know for a fact that she did not sign Back in the day, WWE was giving out everybody five-year deals. Sasha did not sign a five-year deal. Sasha did not sign a five-year deal. She re-upped her deal, and I assume it was for more money, but it was kept at the same year. Her, uh, I guess, salary was raised, and then the uh, length of the contract was the same. Three years, she did not, thank God, want to sign a five-year deal. Sasha Banks and Naomi were suspended tonight. Michael Cole said that Banks and Naomi let us all down 
when they walked out of Raw before the main event. Michael Cole stated that they walked out of the building after leaving the titles on John Laurinaitis. <coughs> People power. I, I'm sorry, ladies. It's not you, but it's budget cuts. John Laurinaitis and his desk tag team championships, thus disappointing fans and fellow superstars. Colden announced, this, this, is, this is where the comedy show comes in, man. This, this, this is hilarious. This is hilarious, man. Colden announced that Banks and, Banks and Naomi have been suspended indefinitely, and a tournament will be held to crown new women's... Ta- <laughs> comedian man uh, a, a tournament a tournament to crown new- <laughs> oh man yeah, this guy's a fucking comedian man bruce bridget yeah you're a fucking comedian you fat fucking slob bruce bridget what tournament what tournament are we gonna have for the tag team championships. By my watch, the way I look at the roster, you have one existing tag team after you suspended Naomi and Sasha Banks, and that's Drop and Nikki <coughs> T-R-A-S-H. You got one fucking tag team in all of the WWE. What, what tournament are we having? I, I mean, did they send Michael Cole out there without a fucking script to read? Did, did he did he ad lib out there like like a fucking Nimrod? What what tournament are we having for the tag team championships? There's no fucking tag teams. What are you gonna piece together fucking tag teams like you've done since the inception of the titles? Who wants to see that? Nobody gives a shit about these titles. I'll get to that in a second. Banks and Naomi. Then it was reported that their contracts are set to expire sometime within the next couple of months, and they've been talking about a possible renewal. It's unclear if they will be staying with the company, and it's not clear if WWE suspending them means that WWE is going to currently freeze their contracts until a solution is made with both Sasha Banks and Naomi. Now, that's all I got as far as any other news, important news of the entire situation. I'm going to save the rest of what I got for Sunday night when we go live on Off the Script because there's uh, just a lot of information coming out about all of this. You know, I I said this, uh, I said this all week. Sasha Banks does not need WWE. They are walking, and I mean they, WWE, they are walking a very thin line. They are walking a fucking piece of dental floss line right now with Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks re-signed and re-upped her contract in 2019. That was a smart move for her to make. She knows what she wants. She knows that she doesn't want to get herself into too much Take it as they come, or take it as it comes. Three years, three years was fine. Three years is a normal length of a contract for Sasha Banks. God forbid this woman signed a five-year deal with the WWE. She'd be looking at fucking prison for the next two years. With the attitude and the behavior that apparently she has, that I don't really, from what I know and who knows her, 
that I know, I don't hear anything but gleaming things, blushing things about Mercedes and Sasha Banks. WWE is walking a very thin line right now. And I mean that wholeheartedly. You actively have now pissed off the hornet's nest. And I don't know if WWE is going to be too happy with the potential consequences that they are getting themselves into. They are knee-deep in bullshit. Sasha Banks does not give a shit about what's going on here. Suspend Sasha. Suspend Naomi. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Take the tag team titles. Apparently, I just looked myself. It is confirmed. I just did it before the stream went on the air. WWE took all of Sasha Banks and Naomi's merchandise off of WWEshop.com. Every single bit of it. You type it in, no results come up. You type it in again, thinking that you may have misspelled something, and you get a picture of fucking Papa Shango uh, directing you to parts unknown. That's what you get on WWE Shop. They are now poking the hornet's nest, and they do not want to see what the consequences potentially could be for Sasha Banks. I have detailed this in great length on my show all week. I still don't understand why I get the reports coming in on Twitter and all over the dirt sheets. Nobody knows why Sasha Banks is pissed off. Nobody knows why Sasha Banks and Naomi caused the scene. Well, what is there to be upset about? They play a role on television. They are supposed to do their job. Blah, 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 blah. It's not about doing your job. It's about making everything make sense. You could do your job, but why do you have to do your job and be treated like a fucking piece of shit in the end? I don't think Sasha Banks and Naomi have a fucking problem to do their job, period. They want things to make sense. I don't know how many times I have to repeat myself in regards to this situation. Sasha Banks and Bailey, who's not even there right now, Sasha Banks and Bailey were the only two women that ever gave a shit about the women's division. Naomi's there too. Ember Moon was there, but they let her go like a bunch of fucking dumbasses as well. There were a select few women that genuinely cared about Natalia. These women care about the women's division and the growth of the women's division. Sasha Banks and Bailey actively have been the leaders of the entire revolution. You do not. And I mean this from the bottom of my soul. You do not have a revolution without Sasha Banks and without Bailey. I'm sorry. If that match in Brooklyn doesn't happen, you don't have what you have right now. There was nobody else on that roster that was going to do what they did on that night, in that moment, for everybody and for women's wrestling. Nobody, nobody has even came close to duplicating that match. It still stands as the greatest women's match in WWE history. There's not one fucking thing that WWE's done in the women's division that has even sniffed what Bailey and Sasha Banks have done on that night. And I mean that wholeheartedly. You can argue me. You can tell me, oh, well, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair and whoever the fuck you want to put in there. No. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you ain't coming to me with those fucking haphazard fucking half-assed matches, man. Those Listen, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair was a great match for the night. 
it wasn't a history transcending match. Bailey and Sasha Banks was a history transcending match that gave you what you got right now. Sasha Banks is the most important female currently on the roster, and WWE doesn't really appreciate that fact. I've said this over and over and over and over again. She cares too much. She cares too much, and that's the type of person that you want on your roster, in your division, in your locker room, leading that women's division. WWE doesn't give a shit about that. The more you care, the more they hold you down. The more, they, the more you care, the more they will intentionally fuck you over. Sasha Banks was slated to lose this six-pack challenge on Monday. This was not the original plan, by the way. They had everything changed. They had everything changed for the better. And then somehow, some way, someone on Monday night made the decision to have Sasha Banks lose and Naomi go on to win by beating Sasha Banks. I don't know if that was the final outcome in the six-pack challenge or if it was an outcome within the six-pack challenge. That part, I don't know. But regardless, they are the tag team champions. That is their job. Their goal and their vision was to get the belts over and make them feel important WWE was telling them to forget that, but then you're telling them to forget their job. Their job was to not go in there and have anything to do with Bianca Belair. Their job is to get the Women's Tag Team Championships to a point where we can actually appreciate them and have them feel important. That was their job. You gave them no support around those titles. You gave them no teams around those titles. You put those titles on them, and you haven't done jack shit since Sasha Banks and Bayley won those championships. That's what they cared about. That's what they wanted to do in the moment. You already took Sasha Banks out of WrestleMania main event roles to put her in this fucking tag team with Naomi, this makeshift tag team. She's making it work. She wants to put prestige back to the championship, and then you're actively telling her, no, no, we want you to go in there and lose to your tag team partner. Fuck the tag team titles. Naomi's going on to wrestle Bianca Belair, ultimately to lose, because let's be real, WWE wanted to save Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch for Money in the Bank or SummerSlam, probably SummerSlam, and then they wanted Sasha to go back to SmackDown and put Ronda Rousey over. I don't really understand how any of this made sense and why you think that they should be okay with that. Naomi was going into a filler role while she's a tag team champion, and that's all she wanted to do, and you're asking her to lose to Bianca Belair, actively taking the prestige away from the tag team championships that they want to create. So Naomi was being used as a filler for Bianca Belair because let's be real, do you honestly think WWE is going to give us Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell? Of course they're not. Do you honestly think Becky Lynch wants to lay down for Bianca Belair again? I said this time and time and time again about Becky Lynch. She's a selfish bitch. She's just as bad as Charlotte Flair. And I don't need anybody to tell me that. I just see it with my own two eyes. Becky Lynch and what we remember of Becky Lynch is long gone. The fan favorite babyface come from behind uh, Becky Lynch, right? That Becky Lynch is dead. Whatever the fuck WWE turned Becky Lynch into, they also changed her fucking attitude, and she thinks she's the number one dog in the division, and she's not. Let's be real. She's on the same wavelength as Charlotte Flair. Becky Lynch and Charlotte don't give a fuck about the division. They only give a shit about themselves and their accolades and their resumes and fuck everybody else. If Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair were so enamored with getting the division to where it needed to be, then Becky Lynch would actively be doing that. But no, we're not getting that. Becky is all about herself. 
So I get why Sasha and Naomi didn't want to do that because of people like that that exist in that fucking division. Why do I have to do that while I have to cater to all these other people as well when it should be me that's getting all this fucking opportunity? WWE wanted Naomi in a filler. They wanted Sasha in a filler. And the reason cited was, oh, well, we need Bianca Belair and Ronda Rousey to be over. I said this on Tuesday when I did the live stream. You want Bianca Belair and, R- and Ronda Rousey to be over? Oh, uh, excuse me? I-, I thought they were already over. You're talking about Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey should already be over just based on her remaining name value alone. You brought in Ronda because she's Ronda. Sasha Banks has nothing to do with Ronda Rousey. Why does Ronda Rousey need aid from Sasha Banks? I don't understand that. Didn't we get that match already? Didn't Sasha already bring Ronda Rousey to the best match of her fucking career? Didn't Ronda enhance the division when she was there? Now you're actively telling me you need Sasha to put over Ronda. So you're pretty much telling me without actually telling me that Ronda's a failure and the division sucks and you need Sasha to fix your fucking mistakes. Same thing with Bianca Belair. What happened? I thought Becky Lynch was supposed to put Bianca Belair over at WrestleMania. Now you need Naomi to help aid in Bianca Belair getting over. Well, what do you expect from Naomi that Becky Lynch obviously didn't do? Well, what are you, why, why are you asking Naomi to do something that clearly Sasha Banks already did last year at WrestleMania? Why would you expect Naomi to do any better than Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch For Bianca Belair, I I don't understand that. And this is the questioning that people aren't really getting out there. Nobody's asking these questions. I've been saying this shit for months. Bianca Belair is going nowhere. Whatever she did after WrestleMania last year, WWE flushed that down the toilet at SummerSlam last year in 27 seconds. All the Bianca stands out there don't want to hear it. They want to put their fucking fingers in their ears and their box of tissues, crying to their box of tissues. Let me tell you something, you fucking geeks. Your girl is not over. She wasn't over after WrestleMania because the WWE creative, they actively buried her at SummerSlam. And all those matches, well, how many matches were they with Dodrop? Eight or nine? How many matches do you think with Dodrop uh, were, were needed? For Bianca Belair. That was, that was her entire run after she dropped that title to Becky Lynch. That was it. They did nothing with her. Nothing. She goes into the Elimination Chamber. She wins the Chamber. She has a great match with Becky Lynch. And what is WWE doing now? They're feuding her with fucking Sonya Deville and Zelina Vega and Carmella. Yeah, what a grand plan for Bianca Belair. You, you expect Naomi to do Bianca Belair a favor now? This is the part I don't understand. And now, now everybody's at, oh, why'd they walk out? Why'd they walk out? Not fucking difficult to see why they walked out. Why wouldn't they walk out? WWE forced their hand. They said, fuck you. And now their divas, their disappointments, their this, their embarrassments. Sasha Banks is not well liked, which I call bullshit on. Everything you're reading about Sasha Banks is a complete 100% smear campaign. Sasha Banks is a target for everybody. Podcasters, fans, Twitter, social media, WWE. Don't know what Sasha did. Don't know who she upset. Don't know what feathers she ruffled. But apparently, Sasha Banks is not well-liked. 
Not difficult to see that everything you're reading and everything you're hearing is a smear campaign against Sasha Banks. Naomi apparently is well-liked. Naomi is well-liked. Of course she's well-liked. Of course Naomi is not going to be blasted by anybody. She's not going to be blasted by WWE. Do you know who Naomi is married to? Do you know the family that Naomi is married into? Why would they upset Naomi, then further upset the Usos, and further upset Roman? And then, obviously, it trickles down from there. The Anawaii family, the, the Rock, you name it. WWE is going to try and keep Naomi at a very, very calm level because of what she means to everything else going on with the top program and who she's married to and what family she's married into. They're not going to upset Naomi. Why would they do that? They're not going to fire Naomi. Why would they do that? Suspension is nothing compared to firing. WWE is out of their mind if they think there will not be anything to come right back to them because of their actions and their words over this past week, including tonight. WWE took the tag team championships away from Sasha Banks and Naomi. Why? What's what's the reason for taking the tag team championships away from Sasha Banks and Naomi? Because they stood up for what they believe in? Because they called you out on your fucking bullshit? Because they want a better show? Because they want logic behind everything that they do? They want the titles to be better? Without the titles and without titles on your TV, that means something. What the fuck are we doing here? We already have most of the titles in this company outside the bloodline, not meaning a single fucking thing. If titles are on television, they should mean a hell of a lot more than they mean now. Otherwise, what the fuck are we fighting for? What are we watching for if we're fans? We want to see people compete. We want to see people challenge for championships. We want to see those championships mean something. That's what Sasha and Naomi wanted to bring to the women's tag team titles. You gave them nothing in regards to building the division, and you gave them nothing in return for those tag team championships. You merely put them on WrestleMania because they had nothing else to do. You put them on WrestleMania because you were forced to because you took them out of active programs that they were already involved in. Sasha was supposed to wrestle Charlotte. Naomi never finished up her storyline with Sonya Deville. This was a fucking consolation prize by giving them the tag team championships, and then, and then you don't want to adhere to them wanting to make the titles more important? Why wouldn't they be upset? I don't understand how anybody fails to see why they wouldn't be upset. Why wouldn't Sasha be upset? Look at the way she's been treated since she's been back. Why wouldn't Naomi be upset? Naomi's been treated like shit for way too long. I don't need to go over why and how. You guys should already know. All the bullshit about, oh my God, Sasha Banks manipulated Naomi. Bullshit. Sasha didn't manipulate anybody. Naomi's a grown fucking woman. If she wanted to walk out, I'm assuming she would have walked out on her own. She doesn't need Sasha Banks for that. Naomi's a grown fucking woman. What if Naomi walked out? What if Naomi walked out and Sasha had nothing to do with it? Does anybody ask those questions? It's a possibility. Naomi is a grown woman. Sasha did not manipulate anybody. I'm sorry to see how that is news. That's just adding to the smear campaign that I know is out there against Sasha Banks. But the Women's Tag Team Championships, what are we doing here? 
It is now time for WWE to cut your losses. I am a huge advocate for women's wrestling. You guys know this from watching the show. A huge advocate for women's wrestling. Not this bullshit that they're producing in NXT. Not the fucking tits and ass and the divas era that apparently John Laurinaitis and Bruce Prichard want us to go back to with a little dash of a women's revolution. No, that's not what I support. We don't want to go back to that. Nobody wants to see that. We want to see women like Sasha Banks wrestling and competing and fucking making things great again. That's what we want. And that's what I stand behind and that's what I support. But realistically, what are we doing with the tag team championships? It's time for WWE to cut their losses with these tag team championships. Enough of the pandering, enough of the propaganda, enough of the bullshit narrative. Women's wrestling needs to be equal to the men. I'm here to tell you that I'm a huge advocate for women's wrestling, but not every single thing that the men have, the women need to have. That is just me being honest with you. It doesn't work. The men can't even make the tag team titles work in their own division. What makes you think the women are going to make it work in their division? And I mean them, meaning WWE. WWE can't even get the men's tag team division right. You expect them to get a women's tag team division right? I don't understand how anybody wants women's tag team titles. I said it then when they were introduced, and I'm saying it now, and I said it in every fucking week that I talked about it in between. They are a waste of time. One of the most unnecessary things that the company in its history has created. I get what you wanted to do. But I also get you were not properly supported to hold a women's division with two championships. A women's championship per brand and then tag team championships that floated. What are we doing here? Same thing applies in NXT. Same thing applies in NXT. I already got people coming to me, coming up with random tag teams because there's going to be a tournament when WWE sees fit. A tournament. What tournament? There's no division. Coming up with NXT teams, coming up with makeshift tag teams, pairing teams together. NXT has their own sets of tag team championships. We do not need NXT teams on the main roster. This is what I would have did, and this is what I've already stated since the beginning. I don't understand why NXT tag team titles were created. NXT tag team titles were created by Triple H because Vince McMahon... And Bruce Prichard did not want any of the main roster talent going onto the black and gold. I don't need to have a fucking dirt sheet report. I don't need a Sean Ross Sapp Patreon. I don't need none of that bullshit. Triple H created women's tag team championships because the original plan was for the, uh, the, the main tag team championships to float between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Vince and Bruce put the kibosh on that. Triple H said, well, that's not what we originally planned. Now I have to create tag team championships because women's wrestling needs all this bullshit and pandering and propaganda, and we got to push the narrative of equality for the women. They didn't need to be created at all. The main roster women's tag team championships didn't didn't need to be created, and the NXT women's tag team championships did not need to be created. They are a waste of time. 
the biggest waste of money the company has ever, ever, ever spent. And where are the people now that wanted women's tag team championships across both shows? Where are you? I don't hear you. WWE has been devaluing the fucking women's division and its championships for years now, and I don't hear a single fucking peep out of anybody. Where are all the people that advocated for two sets of women's tag team championships to be introduced across Raw, SmackDown, and NXT? Where are you now? Are you okay with the way things are progressing in the women's division? Are you okay with the way things sit right now? I don't hear a fucking peep from anybody. NXT should abolish the women's tag team championship. Retire them. Toxic Attraction should retire the women's tag team championships in NXT. If that happens... Then, and only then, I could see WWE holding a tournament for the Women's Tag Team Championships of World Wrestling Entertainment. At that point, we could see the tag team titles go from Raw to SmackDown to NXT. Because let's be real, folks. WWE was not going to let Triple H use any main roster talent. Now that Triple H is not in charge of NXT, even though he's back to doing daily duties in the office in Stanford, Connecticut, which means no NXT because he's not running NXT. He hasn't been running NXT. Shawn Michaels is not running NXT. He's the fucking puppet on Bruce's strings. Bruce is running NXT. Now that Triple H and Shawn Michaels are not running NXT and WWE's a little bit more open to letting main roster talent, which we've seen Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles and Natalya and whoever else they want to bring down there. They're a little bit more open for main roster talent working NXT. Why don't we start doing that now with the Women's Tag Team Championship? That's the only way, the only way that it will work. If WWE does not want to get rid of the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, then a tournament for the Women's Tag Team Championships on the main roster is not going to work. It's not going to be executed in the way that it should. And why would we want to see another tournament after the fucking disaster that was the Queen's Crown Tournament? Yes, I can't wait to see three-minute matches, probably less than that, two-minute tag team matches for a fucking tournament for titles that mean absolutely nothing. My God, man, I got my cold beverages already on ice for that. I can't wait. Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. This company is a joke. Abolish all women's tag team championships. We do not need them. Cut your losses. They're such an embarrassment, are Sasha Banks and Naomi. So why do we need the women's tag team championships that they wanted to make so important and so prestigious? Why don't you guys go one step further and just get rid of them? Just get rid of them. I don't understand it. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great, 
talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. There's nothing in in this podcast, there's nothing in this entire segment that I said that anybody should sit there and disagree with. There's nothing in this segment of the show that you can actively sit there on the other side of that camera and say, oh, J.D., you're wrong. You cannot refute me. Everything I said here is factual information. What I said here is what needs to be done. This is not something new. I've been saying this for years, years. I don't come on here and randomly spew shit because I hate the show. I want to see the show thrive. I want to see the show be as good as I know it could be. WWE doesn't want it to be as good as we know it could be. Naomi and Sasha Banks, if their contracts are up in a couple of months, WWE is going to have a very, very, very difficult time trying to convince these two women to stay. I don't know what happens with Naomi. I don't. I don't know what happens to Sasha Banks. For all I know, this is going to be another instance in which WWE kills the fucking passion of Sasha Banks dead to rights because of their fucking bullshit. But Sasha Banks always fights back. She's a fighter. Like I said, she went to Japan to go find that spark and wrestle Japanese strong style before she came back and had what I thought was a great program with Becky Lynch. She returned heel and had one of the best Hell in a Cell matches with Becky Lynch that the company's ever had. WWE's probably killed her passion dead for pro wrestling. Sasha Banks, we don't even know if she wants to continue pro wrestling. After what WWE's done to her, I don't blame the woman if she doesn't want to wrestle. But I know that's not Sasha Banks. That's not Mercedes. Sasha Banks is always going to want to wrestle. She's 30. She just turned 30 years old. 30 years old, and the woman is not even in her prime yet. 30 years old and is already a first ballot Hall of Famer. If this woman wants to wrestle, she will go and wrestle. I don't want to say, and I don't want to put words or thoughts into the woman's mind, but if Sasha Banks at this point, which I would hope so, I thought she was done the first go around, but she ended up staying. And I get why she stayed. It was a lot of money. They offer her a lot of money to stay. And I get it. That's life-changing money. I don't really fault anybody for that. And she knows how good she is, and she knows how valuable she is. WWE doesn't really appreciate it. And WWE clearly doesn't know how valuable Sasha Banks is. WWE thinks that Sasha Banks needs WWE. WWE needs Sasha Banks. Let's be real. Sasha Banks, she could have walked from the last contract negotiation. She didn't. She didn't. She opted to stay. She opted to, to stay and see where WWE goes with everything. This time around, if she is a free agent, I don't know if that is legit or not. Take it with a grain of salt, but people reporting it. If Sasha Banks is a free agent, I swear to God, the ultimate fuck you would be to go to Tony Khan and go into AEW and absolutely transcend women's wrestling to a point where it needs it to happen in that company. 
Sasha Banks would absolutely, on day zero, take that division from being a joke, which most people see it as now, to the best women's division on the entire planet. That woman would change everything about AEW's women's division. She changed W. Can you imagine what that would look like on her resume? Sasha Banks already changed WWE's women's division. She changed women's wrestling in WWE along with Bailey and everybody else that came before that match. Paige and Summer Rae and all them in, in NXT. Charlotte and Becky, when, when we actually liked them and appreciated them, now we see their true colors. They're all about themselves. Sasha already changed women's wrestling. Imagine her changing women's wrestling for AEW and showing WWE that there are people out there that genuinely appreciate what she brings to the table and values what she can do as far as an in-ring aspect while also being that fucking Hollywood movie star we know she can be. She walks into a room, and my goodness, man, she's got star written all over her. Obviously, Sasha Banks won't be in AEW. Don't know what she'd do as far as the name goes, but who the fuck gives a shit? Mercedes is the draw. Mercedes is the one who changed women's wrestling forever. Imagine her going to AEW and doing the same thing with this time people who actually give a shit about her and women's wrestling. I I, I just want to throw it out there. I just want to throw it out there. The dream matches that could be Sasha versus Jade, Sasha versus Thunder Rosa, Sasha versus Tony Storm, which we should realistically have gotten in WWE. Sasha versus legitimately anybody. Jamie Hayter. Anybody. Ruby Soho. Chris Statlander. Hikaru Shida. Sasha Banks versus Serena Deeb. A game changer. A transcending talent that will never be duplicated ever again. WWE is walking a very thin line. You do not want to piss this woman off to a point where a decision like that is made. They will ultimately never forgive themselves. And they'll try and operate under the guise of, hey, we don't need Sasha Banks. Oh, motherfucker, you absolutely do. You absolutely need Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks does not need WWE. Sasha Banks can leave professional wrestling tomorrow and go to Hollywood, and she wouldn't even bat an eyelash. That's what WWE doesn't understand. That's what they don't seem to grasp. Naomi, Naomi's a little bit more of a question mark. I don't know what Naomi does. I don't know what Naomi does. I don't know what WWE does with Naomi. Does Naomi need WWE? Could she go follow Sasha Banks and walk right into AEW? Naomi could go anywhere and still be the great talent that we know Naomi to be. This is a very, very serious situation. A very serious situation. And WWE are a bunch of fools if they think stripping them and suspending them and holding a tournament for a title where you have no division is the way to go. And having Michael Cole go out there and call them disappointments and they disappointed the WWE universe because we didn't get a fucking six-pack challenge that never made sense to begin with. What a fucking joke. How dare you? How dare you? Sasha Banks and Naomi are embarrassments. They're disappointments. Like, you don't fucking disappoint us every fucking week. Like, your women's division right now isn't a disappointment. The balls on these people. 
to have those lines, those words said on air, live on Fox. They got some balls, man. Embarrassments, disappointments. Give me a fucking break, man. WWE better watch what they do next. Clearly, they're poking the fucking bear. They just took their shit off shop. Like I said, they took their shit off shop. Continue to do what you do. There will be there there will come a time when WWE has no more fucking penny to, pettiness to give. The ultimate pettiness is when Sasha calls up Tony Khan and says, "Let's talk." And you don't think Tony Khan is going to give that woman every fucking penny she wants? My god, Tony Khan would be laughing all the way from Jacksonville to the other side of the fucking country, man. Holy shit. Suspend them, strip them, who gives a shit? WWE needs to abolish all women's tag team titles in the entire company and operate as if there are only two titles, one Raw and one SmackDown, and that is it. Holding a tournament will do nothing for the overall health of the women's division. You're only prolonging the inevitable failure. Thank you guys very much for joining me tonight on the podcast, man. We got a lot still left to go over. And I can't wait to jump into it. We got LA Knight debuting tonight. We got the unification of the tag team championships, which I kind of predicted last week was going to happen in the way that it did tonight. And a bunch more to go over, man. Another Xavier Woods and Butch match. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Madcap Moss is apparently undergoing a gimmick change. We got a lot to talk about, man, but I want to thank you guys very much for joining me on Off the Script. It is Friday, May 20th, 2022. Continue to hit that thumbs up, man. I see 732 likes in the live stream chat, man. Can we get 1,000? We got 2,600 people in the venue right now. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes minimum. On today's OTS, man. Super chats are open. You guys are going to get them on in. We're going to hang out at the end of the show. You let me know what you're thinking about Sasha Banks and Naomi's suspension indefinitely and stripped of the Women's Tag Team Championships. We got new members in the venue tonight. We got three new members tonight. Thank you guys very, very, very much. Danny Baker becomes a new member in the OTS venue. Danny Baker, what are you drinking tonight, brother? What are you drinking tonight? And we got Chelsea becoming a new member in the venue as well. Chelsea has been here for a little bit. Chelsea, what are you drinking tonight inside the OTS venue? We got Xavier Chavez and we got Shell John as well rejoining for memberships, man. I appreciate you guys very, very much. Awesome. Make sure you guys go get your new t-shirts, man. We got the Don of the IWC t-shirt now available on bonfire.com. Link is down in the description. Go get yours today. It is now available on Bonfire, the exclusive home of Off the Scripts. Make sure you guys go get your fix of Off the Script. 
Tons of content on the channel this week. Go and check it out. Everything you need is on the homepage right now. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Hit that bell. It's the most important thing to do, man. So you guys are notified of when I go live and when I do upload right here on the channel. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you guys hit up my sponsor for tonight's show, man. Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash off the script. 30 days free of their service and one free audio book of your choice. That's AudibleTrial.com slash off the script. SmackDown opened up with the bloodline. They were in the ring to set the tone, set the table for the unification of the tag team championship that was happening later on in the main events. We got news on Roman Reigns as well. I guess we'll talk about it after this is over. So Reigns is in the ring asking the Grand Rapids, Michigan crowd tonight to acknowledge him, but also acknowledge the Usos in the bloodline. Reigns asked Heyman to explain to fans why this is so special. So Heyman said that tonight is the biggest night in the history of tag team wrestling. He said Reigns is the GOAT. He said you can take Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, Brock Lesnar, and John Cena and stack them all up. And that's what would happen if you put them in the ring at the same time with Reigns. They would not measure up. They would be stacked and smashed and pinned by the undisputed GOAT. He said Reigns defends the position of being the GOAT. So the Usos aim to be the greatest tag team of all time. He said they are direct descendants of Afa and Sika. So they have to accomplish something Afa and Sika never did and unify the tag team titles. But, you know, WWE is all about making things feel bigger than they really are. You know, Alpha and Sika could never unify the tag team titles because back in the day, there was only one set of tag team titles. There was not two fucking brands. There wasn't a brand split and there weren't two titles. So I don't really understand why that, that line is even in there. What difference does it make? You're pretty much doing what you should be doing. You're making sense of everything. It's not better because it's current day WWE. It's not better because we have Raw tag team titles and SmackDown tag team titles. Alpha and Sika did not have a brand split to operate on there with two sets of titles. So lines like that really just make me scratch my head. Heyman said it's the best tag team on SmackDown versus the best tag team on Raw, perhaps the best team in Monday Night Raw history. No. No. Maybe during the brand split, but all, all, of all time, no. So the Usos have to earn their spot on the island of relevancy and not be yesterday's news. He says it's not enough to be cousins of the tribal chief. So the Usos will come home, the undisputed tag team champions, or like I said, they will not come home back to the island of relevancy. So the Usos will succeed in their task tonight, and that is not a prediction. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a spoiler. Reigns then asked for the microphone again, and Reigns yelled, Twins! You know what I want, and I expect you to deliver it. The only reason I have these expectations is because I love you. He hugged them, and that's the way the segments went off the air. It was a fine segment for what it was, and 
I didn't really think WWE was going to go ahead and unify the tag team titles tonight. But they went ahead and unified the tag team titles tonight. And Hell in a Cell's coming up. Roman Reigns, as we all know, is not on the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. So I'm assuming, even with tonight's outcome, that we're going to get Hell in a Cell and we're going to get the unified tag team titles on the line inside Hell in a Cell between RK-Bro and the Usos because they have no other main event and they have no other championship being defended on that show currently right now outside of the Raw Women's Championship between Asuka and Bianca Belair. There was news in regards to Roman Reigns tonight. Roman Reigns apparently has the next three challenges for the Universal title already decided. This has been revealed in reports by Dave Meltzer. Per Dave Meltzer, in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Roman Reigns is penciled in to face Matt Riddle at Money in the Bank, Randy Orton at SummerSlam, and Drew McIntyre at the Clash of the Castle UK show. Dave Meltzer says this, and I quote, Right now, the talk is, and none of this is close to etched in stone, that Reigns wrestles Riddle on 7-2, Orton on 7-30, and Matt Riddle, uh, I'm sorry, Drew McIntyre on 9-3. So that's Riddle at Money in the Bank, Orton at SummerSlam, and McIntyre in the UK in Cardiff, Wales. The first summer TV Reigns was announced for was the Madison Square Garden show on 725, which is the go-home show for SummerSlam. Reigns will be appearing on TV's to build to those three matches and has also been announced for the 722 SmackDown in Boston and the 819 SmackDown in Montreal. Now, Roman Reigns hasn't defended the titles since winning the titles against Brock Lesnar in their title unification match at WrestleMania 38, which, by the way, was incredibly dull and boring and one of the worst WrestleMania main events of all time. In the main event of WrestleMania Backlash, Reigns teamed with the Usos, to defeat the team of Riddle, Orton, and McIntyre. There was no title defense at WrestleMania Backlash for Reigns. So the first title defense will be against Matt Riddle at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. So he's missing Hell in a Cell, and his title defense after WrestleMania, his first title defense after WrestleMania will not be until July 2nd. WrestleMania was April 2nd and April 3rd, Saturday and Sunday. I don't mind it. I do mind him not defending the title, but that's WWE's fucking fault. That's not Roman Reigns' fault. That's WWE going all in on this bloodline, tribal chief, head of the table storyline with nothing with uh, Roman Reigns as far as competition is concerned. But I like the fact that they got Riddle. Reigns and Riddle sounds like a great match. Reigns and Orton at SummerSlam sounds like a great match. And Reigns versus McIntyre. Sounds like a great match. The fact that WWE is going to hold off on Reigns and McIntyre for that long is a blessing in itself. It's like a fucking, it's like an unprecedented thing for them to not do that match four times before we get to the big uh, Cardiff show in the Principality Stadium in, in Cardiff, Wales at Clash of the Castle. I like these three names. Though predictable, I do like these three names. We all know McIntyre should be the one to take the title at least one of those titles, SmackDown's title, the, univer- the Universal title from Roman Reigns. Fine. I think that's great. That's going to be the most interesting thing of all. Will Reigns be defending one title or two titles against Drew McIntyre? And if it is the Universal title, it absolutely needs to be dropped 
to Drew McIntyre in that stadium. 50,000 people in the United Kingdom. I love it. I think that's going to be fucking tremendous. That's going to be a big thank you to Drew McIntyre for everything that they couldn't thank him for during the pandemic. Give him his WrestleMania moment back and have it be in the United Kingdom. He wrestled Brock Lesnar and won the world title in an empty gymnasium against his will. He won the Royal Rumble that year thinking he was going to have this big breakout moment, this big spotlight on him, and nothing happened. Matt Riddle, this is going to be Matt Riddle's test to see if he can hang in the main event. If he passes the test, which I expect him to because he's incredible, against Roman Reigns, he's a shoe in to be in the main event. Now, it did not happen with everybody else that Roman Reigns was in there with because that was by design. But if Matt Riddle, which I expect him to, passes this test, this Roman Reigns test at Money in the Bank, there should be absolutely no ifs, ands, or buts about Matt Riddle being in the main event. And RK-Bro will not have the tag team titles at that point, so they are free to operate as singles competitors. Reigns and Riddle, then then Randy Orton tests Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, which I think is going to be a great match, right? And then we can get the breakup of RK-Bro after all of that happens. And then McIntyre wins the title. I like it. I like these three names. I like Riddle, I like Orton, and I like McIntyre, man. I'm liking what they got planned for Roman Reigns. It should be a very exciting summer if you are the Tribal Chief. So moving on with the rest of the show, we have Sami Zayn. He's watching the Bloodline on monitors backstage. And he was all hyped up. He was wearing a Bloodline t-shirt. He apparently thinks he's in the Bloodline. And Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn was the opening match to tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. This went about 10 minutes. This was really nothing all that exciting. We've seen this. This very generic, very generic approach to a Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura match. It really brings me back to the time where they wrestled at NXT TakeOver Dallas. And it was incredible. Shinsuke Nakamura's debut in NXT. Crowd went crazy. Everything about that match was fucking brilliant. Everybody loved it. These two guys have not duplicated anything, even close to that, in their entire WWE runs. So we got this match. It went 10 minutes. Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura beats Sami Zayn. Good match. Very basic TV match. So like I said, Zayn grabbed the headlock at the bell. Nakamura broke free. Nakamura avoided a leapfrog, and he took it to Zayn with a kick to the chest. Nakamura was in control. Zayn pulled him down by the hair to gain control. He followed up with a clothesline. Zayn climbed to the top rope. Nakamura cut him off. Zayn then blocked a superplex attempt up top. They fought up on the top rope until Nakamura knocked Zayn down. Zayn avoided a Kinshasa and threw Nakamura out of the ring. Zayn and Nakamura were in the center of the ring after a commercial break. Chin locked by Sami Zayn. He broke free, did Nakamura. Nakamura followed up with a sliding German suplex on the ropes. He then hit a knee to the back of the neck. He went for a cover. He got a near fall two count. He set up for the Kinshasa. Zayn jumped out of the ring. Nakamura went after Zayn on the floor. Zayn fought back. Hit a beautiful Michinoku driver on the floor. Zayn almost won by countout, but Nakamura barely got back in the ring and beat the 10 count. Nakamura and Zayn brawled around ringside. Nakamura tossed Zayn over the barricade. Nakamura then almost won via countout, doing the same thing to Sami Zayn. Zayn barely beat the 10 count. However, Nakamura hit the Kinshasa. As soon as he got back in the ring, did Zayn 1-2-3, 
And that was it. I don't know. I, I read a report, and we reported this not too long ago. I believe it was on the podcast Sunday night. If you guys want to go back and watch that, you guys can go check that out. I did report that Nakamura and Reigns was still in the plan. I don't know how likely that is, seeing that we just read this report from Meltzer that Roman Reigns has his next three challenges lined up in Riddle, Orton, and Drew McIntyre. Maybe we get Shinsuke Nakamura and Roman Reigns on one of these random SmackDown shows leading up to one of these major pay-per-views. I don't know. They did have a little stare down when the bloodline was leaving the ring from the opening segment. Nakamura was making his entrance. The Usos walked by, looked at him, stared at him. Roman Reigns walked by him, looked at him, stared at him. So did Paul Heyman. So I don't know if WWE is still going to be planning that match for the uh, not-so-distant future, but Nakamura seems to be completely out of contention when we all thought that he would be one of the guys lined up to wrestle Roman Reigns this summer. So we'll see what happens. WWE probably just going to wait for Rick Boogs, who I'm reading is well ahead of schedule. They may just wait for Rick Boogs to get back, and they may expect him back a little bit sooner rather than later. And WWE just pairs Nakamura and Boogs back together and puts them in the tag team division. We'll see what happens. We got an episode of Happy Talk. I scream to God, why? Why, God, why? Every time Happy Corbin is on my TV. Corbin's at ringside. He is in the ring, and the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy is still out there. Madcap Moss is not there. They replayed the Madcap Moss beatdown from Corbin over and over and over and over again. They want you to really develop this, this level of sympathy for Madcap Moss. Meltzer talked about Madcap Moss. Meltzer confirmed in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter that there have been pitches to change his gimmick, but it's not a lock if they will change it right now, but it is being considered. It's being considered to have him drop the comedy aspects of his gimmick. Well, I mean, if you took him off TV and wrote him off TV without legitimately him being injured, I would assume that you're bringing him back with a different gimmick. Moss was written off TV last Friday after an attack by Happy Corbin. The storyline injury gave him a cervical contusion. WWE loves their fucking contusions. From a steel chair attack that included Corbin dropping the Andre the Giant Memorial trophy on a chair while it was wrapped around Moss's neck. Backstage, there are people who feel that Moss has potential to break out and be one of the company's top babyfaces. Whether he gets pushed that way is a different story. But according to some, he is very well liked by the key people backstage. Great. So let's start coming up with plans and a gimmick to get him back on TV because I, I, I honestly think the fans see the potential in Madcap Moss as well. I, I know they didn't like this gimmick and I thought it was beneath him myself. So let's get him back on TV and get him a little bit more serious of a gimmick. Have him run through Corbin. Even, you know, even Corbin can go through a gimmick change. The happy Corbin shit is over and done with, man. It is over and done with. Nobody wants to see this shit anymore. It's one of the worst aspects of WWE television all week. But Madcap Moss, if they took him off TV, they'd better fucking beat pitches to change his character and get this guy a different look and a gimmick when it comes back to TV. So Corbin stood at ringside. He talked about the high life that Moss lived with him while they were pairing. I paid for it all, he said. He said, now, if Moss wants to eat steak, his nurse has to cut it up for him first. 
He said Moss called him the big, bald wolf. He said maybe he is the big, bald wolf because he huffed and he puffed and he put Madcap Moss in an ambulance. Corbin then bragged about his $10,000 hat and his $50,000 watch. And then he picked up his Andre trophy and threw it into the ringside steps and absolutely destroyed the trophy until it was broken into pieces. And the Andre part of the trophy, the statue part of the trophy, he held in the air and was happy about the destruction of the trophy that he did. We had McAfee calling him a piece of shit, a piece of trash on commentary. Pat McAfee wants to get back in the ring. We could see Pat McAfee versus uh, Baron Corbin at some point, man. He really goes in on Happy Corbin does Baron Corbin. Gunther. Gunther versus Drew Gulak. I said it for weeks now, man. It's been like three weeks in a row. Uh, Drew Gulak just seems like he's got a phone call from John Laurinaitis in his future. I don't know what Gulak did to anybody Charlotte Flair's not there. He can't be bullied by Charlotte Flair anymore. She's off getting married by Andra, uh, to Andrade, and she's going to go on her honeymoon. Gunther beats him in one minute, and I'm looking at Gunther, and I'm saying to myself, I could see him in a major program within the next couple of months, man. I've always been a fan of Walter. I think Walter's great. I think WWE has the next big heel in Walter if they want. I don't necessarily see a future for Marcel Bartel as a fucking microphone man. I'd like to see him get in there as well. But WWE has done nothing with Marcel Bartel or Ludwig Kaiser on SmackDown. Hopefully he gets in that ring. He's very good himself as well. You know, believe it or not, I'm listening to the theme. And I'm listening to the theme that WWE produced Gunther. And I'm remembering his old NXT theme, Symphony Number no. 9, man. As perfect as a theme you could get for Walter, right? So I go online, I go on YouTube tonight during this match because, I mean, we all knew what the outcome of this match was going to be. Chop, powerbomb, and that's it. It's pretty much it. Gunther, Gunther wins in one minute. I go on YouTube, I start listening to Walter's current theme, and I believe I came across a fan-made theme of the song. Like a redone, a remixed version of the song. Fans are remix, remixing this guy's song to make it sound better than whatever WWE produced, whatever Def Rebel produced for him. It's fucking sad. It really is sad. If WWE gave him a better theme, I think I would overall enjoy the package of Gunther and Marcel Bartel a little bit better. The theme song, man, it doesn't it doesn't come across as impactful. I don't really I don't really understand the need to change it to begin with, but. WWE loves to change everything for the sake of changing it. Seriously. Go on YouTube and go look up the, the remade version of the, of the theme song. It, it, it's better than whatever WWE produced for him. So he beats Gulak in one minute. And after the match, Ricochet came out and made the save and stopped even further beatdowns of Drew Gulak. So WWE seemingly... I'm sorry, I just muted myself... WWE is seemingly going to book Gunther versus Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship. Is that what we're getting here? Gunther versus Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship. 
That's something that I can absolutely get behind. Not because of what it's going to result in for Ricochet, but I think a match with Gunther and Ricochet has the potential to be really fucking good. I really do. Ricochet's a very good babyface. Fans are into Ricochet, right? Walter or Gunther, whatever the fuck you want to call him, he is going to be somebody that could take some offense from Ricochet and make Ricochet look believable. And at the end, or in the end, Walter, Gunther, could win the Intercontinental Championship. That's what it seemingly looks like WWE is setting up to do. Gunther becoming the Intercontinental Championship or the Intercontinental Champion. Hey, I don't know how WWE plans to get to that point, but uh, or, or what they plan to do if he is the Intercontinental Champion, but I guess we can try. Nobody's really done anything with that championship before Gunther. Ricochet hasn't done anything with it. Nakamura didn't do anything with it. Apollo didn't do anything with it. Big E didn't do anything with it. The title hasn't even been defended on TV or on uh, on a pay-per-view since WrestleMania last year when it was in a Nigerian drum fight match with Apollo and Big E. But that's something I can get behind. And it would give Walter a nice, decent start on the main roster before he inevitably challenges Drew McIntyre for the Universal Championship. Because you know if McIntyre wins that title, that is a tailor-made feud for Drew McIntyre. Should be good. WWE had L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight walk in to Adam Pierce's office. He introduced himself to Adam Pierce, but not as L.A. Knight. He introduced himself as Max Dupree. Max Dupree is now L.A. Knight. You know, I love how people say that I complain about everything, and it's just a name. Why are you getting upset over a name change? You know, it's not the fact that I'm upset upset over the name change. I'm not upset over the fucking name change. I am upset over the fact that L.A. Knight is a trademarked WWE name. L.A. Knight is a trademarked WWE name. He came over from NWA as Eli Drake. He showed up in NXT as L.A. Knight. I hated the fucking name to begin with. And then all of a sudden, he got it over. And I became an L.A. Knight guy. I'm like, that's a cool fucking name. L.A. Knight, right? I thought it was great. People telling me tonight that L.A. Knight and that name sucked to begin with. No, it didn't. You just didn't fucking watch NXT when he was there, and you didn't see him get over. So you have no fucking basis to to really state anything. You have no grounds to state anything about L.A. Knight. Shut the fuck up. L.A. Knight was a great name. They changed this fucking guy's name that was trademarked already by WWE, and they changed it again to Rene Dupree. And why am I saying it like that? Because that's the way he said it tonight. Max, or no, Rene Dupree. Uh, and Max Dupree. Rene Dupree. Yeah, La Resistance. Wonder where they got that one from. Max Dupree is his name. They're changing shit for the sake of changing shit. They're changing shit because LA Knight was black and gold. He wasn't really black and gold. He was there at the tail end of the black and gold, but he was still black and gold. He was a Triple H guy. They brought him in. 
William Regal and Triple H brought him in. So let's change it. Let's wash off that Triple H stink. We're going to rename you Max Dupree. The name sucks. The name is awful. He does not look like a Max Dupree. He doesn't look like somebody that speaks like that Max Dupree. But I'll tell you what, LA Knight is so fucking good that he's going to get the fucking terrible name that they gave him over. Guarantee it. So why is LA Knight? Why is Max Dupree on SmackDown tonight? So he said he's the CEO of the hottest new male modeling agency called Maximum Male Models. So they they gave LA Knight a name change to Max Dupree and they made him into a professional pimp is what they made him. They made him into a high-class professional pimp. Max Dupree, the maximum male models. Sounds like a fucking male strip joint. Sounds like he's operating a fucking Chippendales is LA Knight. It's great. Great. You gotta love the creativity that flows out of Bruce Pritchard, man. The guy's a fucking creative genius. Holy shit. He said the discovery begins of a new generation of superstars who can headline both WrestleMania and Paris Fashion Week. Let me tell you something, folks. This is a this is a prediction and not a spoiler. Nobody from the Maximum Male Models will ever main event WrestleMania. Peter says he's hearing this for the first time. I heard you were really excited to have me here, Dupree said. Pierce asked who told him that. He said Sonia Deville. Pierce broke the news to him that she's out of power. Pierce says this isn't a good idea. Dupree says, well, me and my agency have signed a contract. Dupree explained how to pronounce his name, and there is an emphasis on the Dupree. Max Dupree is now L.A. Knight, or L.A. Knight is now Max Dupree. It's great. Another unnecessary fucking name change. Ridiculous. Caleb Braxton, who's standing with Matt Riddle and Randy Orton, they were about to get interviewed here, and Riddle said he heard what the bloodline said earlier. Said the Usos cannot beat RK Bro. He says he's been beating them one at a time. He said, RK Bro 420 says we will smoke your ass. Daniel Easterday in the chat. WWE has also taken down Naomi and Sasha's official Facebook pages. Those are really, those really are never official W uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi uh pages. Those are just WWE issued pages, so they have. Uh, I guess, a presence on on Facebook. Nothing really too alarming there. Who gives a shit? Who's on Facebook? Who uses Facebook? Nobody. 420 says, I just smoked your ass. Orton said, the Usos are going to have to explain to Reigns that they got hit by the most three most dangerous letters in sports entertainment, RK Bro. Shotzi Blackheart and Aaliyah, they were removed from catering for the night. They felt bad. Titus was baking a pie. They said, all right, we'll wait out here while you bake your pie. Shotzi and Ali were bickering over what went down last week. Raquel Gonzalez walked in. Who? Raquel Rodriguez walked in. 
Shotzi said she has all the physical tools, but she doesn't know what to do with them. She said she's weak, a choker, soft, and too nice. You are six feet of disappointment, Shotzi said to Raquel. She vowed to make her pay for costing her the chance to face Ronda Rousey last week. You absurd Amazon, she called Raquel Rodriguez. So Rodriguez made her entrance. And Raquel Rodriguez made, made, made her entrance tonight. You know, she's smiling. Smiling all over the place. She, she, she wrestled uh, Shotzi tonight. She wrestled Shotzi tonight, man. She smiled everywhere. She's so happy to be there, Raquel Rodriguez, man. She's so happy to be there. So she's in the ring, and they got Humberto Carrillo backstage with Angel Garza and Italia, Shayna Baszler, Aaliyah. Zaya Lee was even back there, man. They brought them all out of catering. Everybody was backstage watching on a TV monitor, watching Raquel, smiley Raquel on TV, man. So uh, Shotzi and Raquel, this went about uh, three minutes. It went as you would expect. And Shotzi didn't really do much of anything in this match. It was all Raquel showing her strength here. So uh, Rodriguez, she backed Shotzi into the corner and uh, she had a, a nice early advantage for the match. Right? She worked over the arm on Shotzi. Shotzi uh, fought back. Rodriguez then tossed Shotzi into the corner. He's smiling all over the place. Shotzi locked on a sleeper. Oh, no. Oh, no, man. Shotzi got the sleeper roll. What is Raquel going to do? She, she could be fucking sleeping and smiling. That's what she could be doing. Smiling and sleeping at the same fucking time. Raquel Rodriguez, man. Ridiculous. So she got this sleeper on her, right? Rodriguez, she broke free. And then Shotzi attempted a hurricanrana. Raquel, smiling, caught her. She transitioned into a fallaway slam. And then goes up top and it's the uh, corkscrew splash from the top. She followed up with a one-arm powerbomb and smiles at as she wins the match. Man, Raquel. Raquel, man. She's, she's so fucking happy. Man. She's so happy to be on SmackDown. Fuck this shit. Fucking ridiculous. Raquel Gonzalez wins the match. Caleb Braxton. Shotzi, by the way, has a... Uh, Johnny Laurinaitis! Phone call coming her way as well. No doubt about it. Xavier Woods was interviewed by Kayla Braxton. Xavier Woods is in the back here, and he's talking about Butch. Apparently, Xavier said, who, uh, obviously, we, we don't want to see go against Butch anymore, man. We don't want to see the New Day go against, uh, the, uh, what are they calling these guys? The, uh, the something brutes. What, what is their name now? The badass brutes. What, what is their name? They named them the, the, the bar fighting brutes. The bitch looking brutes. What, what is their name? The blood hungry brute. What is their fucking name? It's brute something brutes that they renamed these guys. The Belfast brutes. The fuck did they name them? This is how much I was paying attention to the fucking show, man. They got Xavier Woods out there talking about Butch. And Butch is one win, one big win away, right? He wants to go with Butch again one-on-one without him getting help from Sheamus this time around. What, what are they called? The, the Bruiser, the, the Bruiser, Butch, the Bruiser Butch, what? The Brawling Brutes, they're calling them. I'm sorry. The Brawling Brutes. 
is what they're calling them. My God, can you be any more lame? How many fucking times, man? How many times are we going to get the New Day versus some form or fashion of Bruce, uh, Butch, Seamus, and Rich Holland? If my fucking green screen wasn't behind me, I'd move this chair out of the way and fucking give you one of those prayer fucking segments that I used to do back in the day when I was so sick and fucking tired of seeing the same shit over and over again. Why have we gotten Sheamus versus some way, shape, or form in some fashion, some of the New Day, one of the New Day, three of the New Day, two of the New Day, Sheamus, Rich Holland, and now Butch have wrestled the New Day for the last four fucking months. Four months. This has been going on since January. Why? Is there nothing else for these guys to do? Who is interested in seeing a Butch versus Xavier Woods match or a Sheamus versus Kofi or a a Ridge Holland versus Xavier or, or a Butch versus a Kofi? I mean, fucking Christ, please. Please. For the love of God! Stop. It's gotta end. It's got it. It's got it. It's got it. So Xavier Woods versus Reggie. Let me at him. Let me at him, Scoob. Butch. Butch caught Xavier midair with a punch. Ground and pound against Xavier on the mat. Referee counted the four before uh, Butch broke the hold. Butch moved into, continued to attack Xavier Woods. Xavier surprised him with a small package for the win. This match went four minutes. I don't know what you expect of me in four minutes. To detail this match in great length in four fucking minutes. Backwoods for the one, two, three. Cole said Butch acts like a petulant child when he loses. So does Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon's been acting like a petulant child regarding the whole Sasha Banks and Naomi situation. So Xavier was celebrating his win, and uh, Butch attacked him. Let me at him, Scoob! Reggie! Sheamus and Holland pulled him off and held Reggie back. Fucking ridiculous. You know, by the way, they got Butch coming out to Sheamus' theme music by himself now. He wasn't even accompanied by Sheamus and Rich Holland. He came out to Sheamus' graphics and Seamus' theme music. No identity. All he is is a scrappy do cosplay. That's all he is. That's all people will know as, uh, as we watch SmackDown. This is what we associate with Butch. So we got the main event. We got the main event. And before the main event, Michael Cole sat down very seriously in front of the camera at the commentary desk. And Cole wanted to talk about how Sasha Banks and Naomi let us all down. This was on Monday when they walked out of the show. He said they took the tag team championship and uh, left the arena. He said their actions disappointed millions of fans and their fellow superstars. He says they have been suspended indefinitely and they will hold a tournament to crown new tag team champions. I don't understand it. We talked about it in the beginning. You guys want my thoughts on it? Go check it out, man. It's all there for you right there in the open of the show. 
The unification of the tag team titles here, man. On SmackDown, main event, it's RK-Bro. Winner take all. RK-Bro versus the Usos for the Raw and SmackDown tag team championships. This was actually very good. This was very good. This was easily the best thing on the show. It was the entire reason for tonight's show, man. The entire show was built around this and unifying the tag team titles. So RK-Bro, they had an early advantage here. Fans are big into Matt Riddle and Randy Orton, man. It's going to make that Randy Orton heel turn on Matt Riddle all that much better, man. With how over they are, it is going to be fantastic. Usos took over. Riddle appeared to have suffered an injury, man. They were talking about uh, a, a hip bruise or bruising of the hip, did Michael Cole say. So the action stopped. And the doctor and referee checked on Riddle. They, they went to commercial break. I, I don't really think he's injured. I think it was just for a dramatic effect in the match. He may very well be hurt, but I didn't really, I didn't really notice anything different from Matt Riddle you know, in the ring. He continued the match. So I, I think it was just for a dramatic effect to add to the overall epic nature of the, of the unification match. That's all I think it was. I don't think he was really hurt at all. So they did mention a bruised hip. Jimmy attacked the bruised hip and hit a back suplex on Riddle. Riddle then started taking it to Jay with a jumping knee. Orton got the hot tag. He ran wild on both heels, raping DDT. Uh, two power slams to Jimmy and Jay. Uh, followed up with an RKO on Jimmy. Jay broke up the pin attempt. Crowd went crazy after the RKO. Riddle tagged back in, hit a series of forearms. He went for a Broton, but Jay got the knees up off the Broton. Followed up with a pop-up neckbreaker for a close near fall. Riddle and Jay fought on the top rope. Riddle went for a super RKO. But Heyman, who was on commentary, gets up, still holding both titles, goes over to distract the referee. Roman Reigns ran out of the crowd, and he grabbed Jay and Riddle on the top rope. He grabbed Jay and shoved Riddle off the top rope as Riddle crashed into the ring. Jay then hit the big splash off of the top rope for the one, two, three. And the Usos are now the unified tag team champions of WWE. The best part of the show happened after the match was over. I thought this was great. Normally, I don't really sit here and tell you anything was great on SmackDown. But the attack, the post-match attack on RK-Bro after the match was over, it really it really lends some credibility to the report that Meltzer talked about as far as Riddle and Orton being the first two guys to challenge Roman Reigns before McIntyre gets him at the Clash of the Castle show. This really plays into that report, and normally everything on SmackDown sucks, but this was a very calculated and very intense, brutal attack on RK-Bro that is certainly going to play into the fact of Riddle getting a shot at Roman Reigns first. Now now we know, looking back in retrospect, why Matt Riddle need Roman Reigns last week in the face while talking about the unification tag team match this week. The Usos attacked Riddle after the match. Orton crawled back into the ring. The Usos super kicked him back out to the floor. Usos then smashed Orton with the ringside steps as Reigns is now in the action and gave Riddle a guillotine at ringside. Reigns smashed Riddle onto the announce desk. 
They placed him on the announce desk, and Jay leapt off the top rope onto Riddle with a superfly splash breaking the table. They showed uh, a mom in the crowd plugging one of her son's ears. We saw a little fucking kid in the crowd crying. And these were not small children. They, they, were, they, they looked like eight, nine years old in the crowd, 10 years old, baby. And all these fans distraught in the arena. So Kevin Dunn was uh, really looking for sympathy here and really looking for that clear money shot to sell how vicious this attack was by the bloodline. And they, they also shown some grown men looking shocked and surprised at this, disgusted at the bloodline. And this, he said, Michael Cole, this makes the Usos, the tag team champions, and the Usos make history tonight. And McAfee ended the show by saying the bloodline is the greatest faction in the history of the business. They are not. WWE only likes to say, likes likes to tell you that because everything's got to be the best ever in WWE. They're fucking constant shitting on their past and their uh, reminiscing of the past doesn't exist in WWE. Uh, it's always the best ever or the greatest ever in the current WWE. No, it's not. No, it's not. Not even close. The, the bloodline is not the greatest faction of all time. Let's be real. I thought this was a very useful and strategic attack. It sets up RK-Bro to definitely get another shot at the tag team titles inside Hell in a Cell because of the fuck finish like we predicted last week. We predicted this last week on the show, whether it was going to be Roman Reigns or Sami Zayn interfering, or maybe we get a no contest and then we get the unification match happening at the pay-per-view. But it looks like we're getting it anyway at the pay-per-view, but they crown champions tonight. It would have really been fucked up if they canceled the match the first time and then didn't deliver a second time on the unification match. So Roman Reigns interferes. He causes a fuck finish. Clearly Orton and Riddle will want a rematch with no outside interference, which, I mean, is bullshit because WWE the last couple of years has, has booked fuck finishes inside Hell in a Cell. So even that concept doesn't keep people out of the ring and out of the match. But... It sets up the match for the pay-per-view. It sets up Orton and Riddle to go against Reigns and have their own problem with Reigns and the bloodline. And I think this is... When, when WWE wants to show you they care about something and they want to book and they want to long-term plan something, they do it. I wish it would happen more often. I wish it would be a little bit more important up and down the rest of the card and not just the bloodline and who's feuding with the bloodline. But WWE seems to have a good grasp on where they want to go with Reigns, and I like it. I thought tonight's attack was great. I thought the match was decent. We've seen better from these two teams. But the Hell in a Cell match, that poses to be a tremendous match, and I'm sure WWE is going to give them more than 12 minutes of the pay-per-view. So all in all, SmackDown was the typical bullshit. On top of that, the Sasha Banks and Naomi story is nothing but a fucking circus. WWE is not making themselves look good at all. And we are now going right on into Hell in a Cell, and it's shaping up to be a decent pay-per-view. But the thing with the Hell in a Cell, man, you know, I I get that WWE needs to do the Hell in a Cell every year. I hate it. I think the concept needs to fucking die and go away for a couple years. But I honestly don't think, you know, maybe the bloodline, maybe the, especially after tonight's attack, maybe the bloodline and the Usos against RK-Bro and all this that's happening, Maybe, maybe after tonight, it warrants a Hell in a Cell. But Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins does not warrant a Hell in a Cell. 
There's nothing else on this show, nothing else on Raw that warrants a Hell in a Cell. Even Edge and AJ Styles, even the Judgment Day versus AJ Styles, Liv Morgan, and Finn Balor, that is not at a boiling point where it deserves Hell in a Cell. Maybe the Usos and RK, bro. Maybe. And that's only after tonight. But none of these matches don't even belong inside Hell in a Cell. They only do it because they have to have the show every fucking year. And I wish they'd get rid of the gimmick pay-per-views and really save it for when it really matters and when a feud needs it. Those are just my two cents. Anyway, guys, listen. That is the rest of the... That's all I got for you tonight. I did not watch Rampage tonight. I did not watch Rampage tonight, and uh, I will not be covering something I did not watch. You guys want that? I will uh, talk about Rampage when it goes back to its normal time. 10 to 11. I did not watch Rampage this evening. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you hanging out with me tonight. We had 2,700 people in the venue tonight for SmackDown, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, man. We're back. We're back on Friday night, and I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Lots to talk about, about the Sasha Banks and Naomi situation. We're going to have all your news, man, on episode 431. Make sure you guys are here, man, Sunday night for episode 431 of the podcast. Can't wait to go live for you guys on Sunday night. Wrap up your week. We got 2,700 in the venue tonight. We got 1,000 likes. I appreciate you guys very much now that we got the minimum the new minimum, the new goal now is 1,200. So if you guys are in the chat and you guys have not hit the thumbs up, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. 1,200 likes minimum on tonight's SmackDown post show right here on OTS. Super chats are open. Get them on in, man. We're going to hang out with our cold beverages in just a second. Memberships, they're open. VIP club is open to all, man. So if you guys want to become a VIP, you guys get those emotes in the chat. And you guys get those badges next to your name as well. Thank you guys for joining the OTS family and becoming channel members and becoming VIPs right here on the podcast, man. I got some exciting news. We are getting the beer garden. The OTS beer garden is going to be in pre-production in just a couple of weeks, man. So I spoke to my my boys over at Deviate Design, Nick, who's in charge over there, and Gabe, who is the mastermind behind everything. The OTS Beer Garden is conceptualized. I gave them my thoughts. Obviously, we're gonna go, you know, we're gonna continue to go back and forth on it, but I wanted something for the summer months. It's honestly something that is not only going to be used in the summer months, but we're going to be using it in the winter months as well. It's not something something I'm going to use for just a month and a half. It's going to be great, man. We're going to flip back and forth between the beer garden and the venue. And I got ideas for it, man. I want to really elevate the fucking game, continue to elevate the game on YouTube with this. New VIP section is going to be built. We're going to have a whole new outdoor theme. We're going to have a a brand new uh, intro to the venue. It's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait to show you guys what's being worked on, man. Can't wait to show you what's going to be worked on. So it's going to be great. It's going to take the podcast yet to another level. And nobody, man, I'm telling you right now, nobody is doing what we're doing. Nobody. I appreciate you guys very much for sticking with me, man. Making me the number one live stream every single week right here. 
in the IWC. Follow me on Twitter, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below and turn on the bell for all notifications. Also, guys, go get your T-shirts, man. We got a brand new T-shirts available right now on bonfire.com. The dawn of the IWC, man. If you guys go take a look at my Twitter profile picture, my friends over at Bonfire remade the design and plastered it on a t-shirt, man. It looks fucking great. It really, really, really looks great. So make sure you guys go and check all that out on Bonfire.com, the exclusive home of Off the Scripts. Let's get into the Super Chats, man. Let's start at the top. We are going to start with Jeremy Harris with a $10 Super Chat. Hey, JD, what's up? It's been a while since I watched your stream. I just wanted to say it's always enjoyable to watch your show because of you, I'm hooked on liquid death. Cheers to the best podcast. Jeremy Harris, I appreciate you, brother. Liquid death is a fine cold beverage and if you guys are out drinking if you guys are having a nice cocktail or your favorite beer or your uh favorite whiskey on the rocks man always keep yourself hydrated always it ensures that you feel good at the end of the night and liquid death is going to uh like they say man murder your thirst really i love it i love liquid death the best seltzer that i've ever had Joseph Taylor with a five and five. $10 Super Chat. The triple threat tag team match for the tag team titles at Double or Nothing will steal the show. I don't know, man. They just announced tonight. They just announced tonight that the House of Black will wrestle the Lucha Brothers in pack at the pay-per-view. That could very well steal the show. And the Hardys versus the Young Bucks was announced for Double or Nothing as well. That could also steal the show. I see Sasha and Naomi getting fired after Hell in a Cell. Dude, if WWE... You know, I wouldn't even be surprised if they fired Sasha. I would not be surprised that they fired Sasha, man. I mean, look at everybody else they fired. Is anything a shock or a surprise in WWE nowadays? I don't think so. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. No way Fox and USA let the unification last that long. I'm surprised we even got one. I'm surprised we even got one, man. Michelle, thank you for the $2 Super Chat. Uh, we got... Esato Fortune with a Canadian $5 Super Chat. Riddle does all the heavy lifting. Randy receives one super kick, and we don't see him for the rest of the match. Lazy booking. Keep on rocking, JD. Uh, Esato, we are nearing the end of RK, bro, man. It's all right. And yes, I, I do agree with you, though. Riddle does all the heavy lifting, and, and Randy Orton is that proverbial hot tag into the match because he gets the crowd going. And that shows how great Riddle is, man, to be, you know, the sympathetic babyface in that, and he gets beat down so much, and people love him so much that he gets the hot tag to Randy Orton, and people go fucking crazy, and then he comes back, and he does what he does, man. They're a great tag team. They are a very good tag team. Larry DiNardo with a $4.99 in Super Chat. The Usos are like a horse, and I love horses, and I love their look. I love their mane. I love their must. Yes, the Usos are great, Larry. 
It's quite the weird comparison that you made there. But yes, I, I, I do enjoy the Usos' work as well. Yes, one of the best tag teams of all time, for sure. Tony Brown, 499 Super Chat. I miss Rampage, JD. I'm sorry, Tony Brown. I, you know, you know, brother, I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. I was setting up my PlayStation 4 in the new office. Michael Raymond with a $5 Super Chat. What Michael Cole said was pathetic. Worse than Larry DiNardo in the chat. National disgrace. Where is Congress and its subpoenas now? Poor McAfee. Pat McAfee looked very uncomfortable during that Michael Cole speech, man. It almost looked like Pat McAfee didn't even want to be there. Mr. Zacky Boy with a five in UK Super Chat. So Becky and Charlotte sabotage a live segment over petty drama, but Sasha and Naomi get punished for simply wanting the division to be better. Yes. Yes. And for not being taken advantage of. Yes. Jade Gilliam with a 199 Super Chat. Two more proud members of the OTS family from Buffalo. Jaden Gilliam, thank you for the 199, brother. I love when people join the OTS family and become VIPs, man. I appreciate you guys. Gary, the new man with a $20 super chat. What happened tonight would have happened to Cole if he stayed. Of course it would have. Max Dupree is LA night now. Holy shit. Uh, Ando Man, I, I never said I was setting up my PS4, bro. I was setting up my PlayStation 5 in the new office. I do not have a PlayStation 4 anymore, man. It is in the garbage. Who needs a PlayStation 4 nowadays? I feel bad for anybody that still has a PlayStation 4, really. I don't know how anybody could game on that anymore, man. Holy shit. Talk about a dead fucking technology. Ali, uh, listen, man. Listen. Watch Lana switch up next week. That's his gimmick. Listen, man. Dotson, uh, I was asked by Plana to work on a project that he's working on. So I'm okay with Plana, man. Plana actually, he reached out to me and, you know, I... I go through my bouts. I, I go through my bouts where, you know, I'm unmotivated. I, I feel down. I'm depressed. You know, he reached out to me, you know, not too long ago and asked me if I was all right. I don't see anybody else doing that. That's a content creator in the community. I mean, but he did. So I appreciate that, man. I, I appreciate that. And, and he asked me to work on a project for him that I can't really say right now, but I was happy to be a part of it. And I'm happy to contribute to what he needed. That's all. Um, Ali, with a 499 Super Jet. Hey, JD, my question is, do you think this is the end of RK, bro, or will they get another title shot against the Usos at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view? Ali, we're getting another match. Another match for the tag team titles. It will be inside Hell in a Cell, and then that's it. And uh, Jesse said, I said PS4. Did I say PS4? PS5. It happened. Uh, Ali, yes, we're getting Hell in a Cell. We're getting a unification match inside the cell. And RK, bro, it will be the end of them after Riddle and Orton get their losses 
to Roman Reigns over the next couple months. Danny Baker with a new membership. Danny Baker, what are you drinking, brother? Shout out to you, man. Ricardo Linnell with a $10 super chat. They're smearing Sasha because she's a strong, outspoken woman. That's why. Also, Ricardo, it's jealousy. It is absolutely jealousy from that locker room. That's why Vince and Bruce are pigs who can't take it. We all know it. You're outspoken, JD. Being outspoken takes a brass set. Hashtag respect. 100% agree with you, Ricardo. Vegeta with a three-month re-up. Thank you for the three months membership, man. I stand with Sasha and Naomi. They did the right thing. End of story. Joseph Taylor with $2 Super Chat. Sasha versus Hannah J would be cool. Yeah. Chelsea, again, thank you for the membership, Chelsea. What are you drinking tonight? Lauren Marie Hutton with a $2 Super Chat. Bloodline, all the gold. Sasha and Naomi, I feel for. Roman and Orton are rumored for SummerSlam. We talked about that. We talked about that tonight, Lauren. Joseph Taylor with another $2 Super Chat. Been a subscriber for your channel for four months. And those four months, I appreciate you, Joseph. Your uh, your, your takes may be a, uh, a little bizarre, but I love having you here, brother. Thank you so much. Paul Van Tassel, 18-month membership for Paul Van Tassel, man. Sasha Banks and Naomi are nothing but scapegoats. For Vince and Bruce's stupidity, that's all I'm going to say about this situation. It's one big schmear campaign, man. Uh, Brian apparently is okay. I did see the footage online. The AEW did not apparently put it in the footage of the broadcast tonight. But they did leave it for YouTube and they showed you all of that and what transpired on their YouTube channel. Chelsea with a $2 super chat. The re-up, though. Glad to be back. King JD. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, Chelsea, very much. Fujins Henry with a $5 super chat. JD, how are you liking the Rode headphones over the Audio-Technica? You know, Fujins, it, it's, it's funny, man. You know, I got three sets of headphones. I got the Rode headphones that I got on day one because I love everything Rode. The only thing I don't have is a Rode microphone, man. I got a, I got a Earthworks Ethos microphone. Hopefully I sound good. Hopefully the microphone sounds good to you guys. I think I kind of fixed that static feedback I was getting for the last couple of weeks. Um, I got my Rode Procaster microphone in the Jersey apartment. So that's going to be used for that. Um... I can't really tell the difference, man, especially when I'm podcasting. I might actually I might actually prefer the Audio-Technica. I have this Rode headset. I got the Audio-Technica, and then I got a blue... I got a blue headset, a blue microphone headset, too. That's cost me about 250 bucks. That's in the closet. I may break that out over the weekend. I gotta use these. I gotta use these headphones, man. I, I, it's like I buy I, every new piece of tech that comes out. I end up buying. I don't know what the fuck I'm, I'm boarding tech for. Thank you, Fujins. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for the five dollars, man. 
Uh, Woof this way with a $5 Super Chat. Celebrating my birthday tonight with a Long Island iced tea. And an epic truth bomb courtesy of the Don of the IWC. Cheers to you, JD, and our OTS family. Thank you, Wolfness. I did not watch Rampage tonight, guys. I did not watch Rampage tonight. I was busy uh, fossing around my office, man. I want to make sure everything is right and comfortable. And I had to set up my PlayStation 5 because next week is a brand new Destiny season. Season 17, man, and I got a new dungeon coming out, new new grinding, new weapons, new everything, man. I may actually start streaming some Destiny on the second channel, man. Play what I want. For the love of wrestling, 16 months, I'm always going to have Sasha Naomi's back, as I'm sure most of the chat does. They are too damn good to be treated like they have been. I agree with you, brother. Jesse will have Rampage tomorrow afternoon, man. Sub to Jesse's channel right there, and uh, he's going to be doing Rampage tomorrow if you guys want his thoughts on Rampage. Lauren Marie Hutton with a 2 Super Chat. Cena returning for his 20th anniversary. I certainly hope so. I miss John Cena. I love John Cena. I think John Cena's great. Who doesn't want to see John Cena back? Kern Cluck with a 199 Super Chat. Kern Cluck, I haven't seen you in here in a while, bro. They aren't two titles. It's one title. WWE will have the Usos carrying around two titles. I wish they would make one championship. That's not in WWE's plan book. Playbook. Joshua Simo with a 499 Super Chat. JD, you do great and enjoy listening to you going over WWE. But to be honest, I am over the bloodline storyline. You know, I don't even fault you for that, Joshua. I know a lot of people that are over it, but it's WWE. They they are going to do everything humanly possible to make sure Roman Reigns stands as the greatest of all time in their eyes. That's what they're doing it for. Kern Clock with another 199 Super Chat. WWE post the update on Naomi and Sasha on YouTube. Did they now? What update would that be? They already said tonight that they're suspended indefinitely and they were stripped. Erasure with a Canadian $2 Super Chat. New Day and the Brutes living that Riot Squad life. Oh my goodness, man. You, you, you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding, man. I remember when Riot Squad was around, man. Sasha, Bailey, and a random partner every fucking week, man. Against the Riot Squad. Then you want to know why the woman was burnt out. And why the woman was upset. Same shit every fucking week. It's always something with Creative and Sasha Banks. They just don't give a shit. Our Future Media with a $5 Super Chat. WWE are real petty dragging Sasha and Naomi through the dirt. They won't be satisfied until Sasha gets real petty and goes to AEW to make them better. Told you, man. WWE better be very, very afraid of the potential consequences that come out of this, man. So they suspend they, they suspended them indefinitely. If, if WWE suspended them indefinitely, then WWE has no grounds to freeze their contract because they, WWE, is pretty much keeping them off TV. It's not that they're off TV for their own reason or for, for on their own accord. WWE suspended them. 
Erasure with a $5 super chat. NWA broadcasters. Uh, not, not NWA. NBA broadcasters. Mention AEW during the game and it's completely natural and unforced. I love that. Good. Danny Baker with a $20 super chat. Thank you, Danny Baker. Finally got to try the peanut butter whiskey. How do you drink yours? Mixed or by itself? Keep up the good podcast. Danny Baker, I drink it on the rocks, brother. I drink it on the rocks, just like I do all of my whiskey. Last night, uh, last night I had uh, this whiskey here, man. It was um, Blade and Bow. I can show you guys Blade and Bow. Some damn good fucking drinking whiskey, man. My God, I love that bottle too. It's got like a fucking, it's got like a key at the end of the bottle. I love it, man. So good. So, so good. Thank you, Danny Baker, man. I drink mine straight on the rocks, man. Uh, Say Jaw with a 499 Super Chat. WWE says unprofessional. So what they did to Ember was okay, but Sasha and Naomi leaving is unprofessional. Fuck off, WWE. Also, I am tired of Roman. Say, John, WWE is the most unprofessional wrestling company on the face of the earth, man. They have no fucking, they have no business using that term against anybody else when they themselves should look themselves in the mirror. Issa, why is Roman attacking? I have no idea, Issa. Maybe you should give him uh, a shot of whiskey. Maybe that would calm him down. I know I could use one. Say, John, thank you for the five in super chats. Let's keep the super chat train going, man. Joey Clemenza with a $10 super chat. No message. Joey Clemenza, why are you so shy, bro? Why are you shy over here, man? RB065 with the... $5 Super Chat. Seeing Sasha Banks' progress from her start in NXT until now reminded me of a Stradivarius song called In My Line of Work. Very inspiring to see. I'm not big on Stradivarius, man. Though that is my preferred genre of music. Power metal, progressive metal. Not really into them, man. If you guys want some new music, man, Evergrey. Evergrey, man. Great fucking band. New album. Uh, Relic. I see you in the chat, bro. I, listen, man, Relic. Uh, listen. I have so many people hitting me up, man, asking me why I can't, why they can't send Super Chats. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Obviously, you're not blocked. You made my intro, so why the fuck would you be blocked? Everybody loves your intro. And it may just be a YouTube thing, bro. I don't know. Yo, Hunter the Streak. Listen, I see you in the chat, bro. You leave any more timestamps in my fucking comment section, man. I'm going to have to dump you. God, I fucking hate that. You leave another fucking timestamp in my comment section, man. You're getting permanently benched. Okay? Arby, thank you so much, brother. Greg Vinson with a $5 Super Jack. Can I get a Kevin Dunn? Ah, <laughs> uh, would you? Did you 
you like all the uh, camera cuts tonight in the main event? <laughs> Yo! We got Beast in the chat. Look at him. I see him. High ball for everybody. And listen, Jesse, round for everybody in the venue, man. Come on. I'm buying. Scorpio with a fight all super chat. Sasha going to AW could be TK's biggest signing because she's entering the prime of her career and she could carry the women's division for five years. Man, I you know. Man, if Sasha showed up in AEW, man, my God, I, I think I think the Earth will fucking, I, I think the Earth Earth's foundation would fucking crumble. Really. Chelsea with a Canadian two dollar super chat. Can't wait for the summer setup. Also, can I get a <laughs> Omar? No. Nah, Omar is done. Can't wait to show you guys the OTS beer garden, man. Coming this summer. I already got a drink menu. Already, you see the drink menu on uh, on the wall there. I'm gonna give you a glimpse into some of them, man. I'm gonna give you a glimpse into some of the uh, some of the names that I came up with, man. The new the new cocktail menu in the OTS beer garden coming this July, man. We have. Uh, AJ's Phenomenal Pilsner. We have Riddle's Vanilla Smoked Porter. And we have... Actually, no. Scratch AJ. You know, I just came up with something. I'm scratching. I'm, 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 I'm erasing AJ's Phenomenal Pilsner. I... We're going to go... We're going to go with Becky's Precious Pilsner. There you go. Just literally came up with that right now, man. And we got Brian's Organic Blonde Ale. Those are just some of the ones I came up with, man. And there may or may not be a uh, Thunder's Taqueria taco truck somewhere in the venue. Don't quote me on that. But there may be a Thunder Rosa taco truck somewhere in the OTS beer garden. Um, we got uh, Chelsea, thank you. Uh, Wrestling DVD Geek with a 999 Super Chat. Calling in out Sasha will be in AEW by the end of the year. Yes, Becky's Precious Pilsner. Yes. It's favored by everybody and the little hobbitses. It's gonna be Taco Tuesday every every Tuesday in the uh, OTS beer garden, man. Listen, asshole, you ain't getting no taco truck. You, you want you want Jesse's tacos in the fucking venue, man? I ain't buying no fucking beer truck uh, taco truck for you, bro. I don't see you in a taco vlog. Should we have a drink for Von Wagner too? 
Von Wagner's lotion in the baskets. DVD Geek, thank you so much, man. Uh, Russell Wagner with an eight-month membership. I appreciate the re-up, man. JD, I love how you are trying different things to expand your brand. You're hands down the hardest working man in the IWC. No one's close, brother. Shout it out, Russell. I already know. Ada, who do we got here? Hey, Watson becomes a new member in the venue. What are you drinking, brother? Listen, I'll put a Von Wagner drink on the menu if someone could come up with something that really makes sense, man. It's got to be a play on a drink or a beer. Von Wagner's uh, something wheat. Larry DiNardo with a 4.99 Super Chat. Rich Holland is a stallion. I love horses. I love their mane. I love their must. I love their touch. All right, Larry DiNardo, you're, you're a fucking weirdo, bro. Thank you for my $5, man. I'll buy my oat milk latte tomorrow morning on the way to the coffee shop. A Von Lager. You guys got to come up with something. You guys got to come up with something uh, creative, man. I just can't pick anything random. Yes, there there will be a Thunder Rosa taco truck in the in the bee garden. Whether it's in the venue outside or inside, man, there will be a Thunder Rosa representation in the new venue. Brandon James Shea with a $2 Super Chat. I have an Xbox Series X and a PlayStation 4 and an Xbox One, man. Well, you're souped up, man. I got a PS5. That's all I need. I got a PS5 and I got a fucking $10,000 PC rig underneath me, man. I'm all good to go. Mike New York with a $5 Super Jack. Going to be in the 90s tomorrow. Get AC ready. Sasha vs. Jade at All Out. Uh, Mike NY, I am washing the car tomorrow, man. No doubt about it. The Mustang's getting a personalized clean by me. Inside and out, man. And then I'll be going to a gastro pub for some cold beverages. Kai T. And yes, the AC. I have central air, bro. The AC will be pumping all day. Kai T with a $5 super chat. Lana CJ just made $20,000 on an OnlyFans like site in 24 hours. Glad she's exploring her talents. Good for her. Who needs wrestling when you got the simps to fucking pay for all your fucking expenses and your lifestyle, man? Flipping Nostalgia with a $2 Superjack. Killian Dane was a jobber tonight on Rampage. Yes, I heard. Against Sean Spears. Michael Raymond with a $2 Superjack. JD, how much do you want to see the Peter Avalon back? None. Zero. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Superjack. Sasha showing up to AW. Twitter would burn down. You know, Sasha may actually be a legit difference game changer in, in the ratings as well if she goes to AW. She got a lot of fucking, you got a lot of fans, man. Vampiric Rage with a 199 Super Chat. You always come in clutch, JD. Have a great night. Vampiric Rage, I appreciate you, man. Thank you, thank you so much. 
Brandon James Shea with a $3 super chat. No message. Thank you, Brandon. Hey, Watson, thank you for becoming a new member, man. Thank you for finally walking into the VIP club, man. We've been waiting for you here. Yo, JD, I've been following your show since 2016, he says. Tell Jesse I'll have a Guinness. Cheers, bro, from the Middle East. Thank you so much, bro. See, worldwide, Jesse, everybody loves a Guinness. Get the fucking man a Guinness. Do you mind? It's fucking got you. This guy's over here promoting his fucking uh, rampage review tomorrow and complaining that he's not getting a fucking taco truck. You're lucky you're even fucking employed here, man. You feel, you, you're lucky I don't fucking have you bar back, clown. How'd you already do that? Fucking geek. Relic. With a $10 super chat. New intro soon for the garden. We may need one, brother. I don't know, man. I don't know if you can find it. Listen, I'll leave it up to you, bro. If you can find a quote that stuck like the one that you chose, man, why is AEW so successful, man? Long-term booking. If you can find something that I said that's better than that, man, you go for it. You go for it, man. NBA Youngboy fan with a 499 Super Chat. Do you think AEW signing Sasha Banks would be bigger than CM Punk? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, in every sense of the word. Guys, we are all but done here. All but done, man. I want my taco truck or I walk, says Jesse. Uh, listen, man. Thunder Rose is going to be in the venue every night, man. A symbolic way that Rose is going to be in the venue every single week, man. It's going to be great. Uh, guys. I will see you all live on Sunday night. We got a lot to go over. Should be great. It's going to be a scorcher this weekend. And I mean scorcher by meaning off the script. But the weather's going to be hot too. 92 degrees in New York City, man. Should be a, a very beautiful weekend. So you guys enjoy your weekend. I will see you all back on Sunday night. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. 1,200 likes is the goal. Thank you for the Super Chats. Thank you for the five new members tonight. Go get your new t-shirt on bonfire.com. Let me see those guitar emojis in the chat. Let me see those Mustang emojis in the chat. And I want to hear that music on Max. Guys, I'll see you guys on Sunday night right here in the venue for episode 431 of Off the Script. I'll see you guys later.